Section 19 of the Notebooks of Samuel Butler. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. The Notebooks of Samuel Butler, edited by Henry Festing Jones. Titles and Subjects. Titles. A good title should aim at making what follows as far as possible superfluous to those who know anything of the subject. The Ancient Mariner. This poem would not have taken so well if it had been called The Old Sailor, so that Wardour Street has its uses. For unwritten articles, essays, stories. The Art of Quarrelling. Christian Deathbeds. The Book of Babes and Sucklings. Literary Strollbrugs The Life of the World to Come The Limits of Good Faith Art, Money, and Religion The Third-Class Excursion Train, or Steamboat, as the Church of the Future The utter speculation involved in much of the good advice that is commonly given, as never to sell a reversion, etc. Tracts for Children, Warning Them Against the Virtues of Their Elders Making Ready for Death as a Means of Prolonging Life, an Essay Concerning Human Misunderstanding. So McCulloch, a fellow art student at Heatherley's, a very fine draughtsman, used to say that he drew a great many lines and saved the best of them. Illusion, mistake, action, taken in the dark, these are among the main sources of our progress. The Elements of Immortality for the Use of Earnest Schoolmasters Family Prayers a series of perfectly plain and sensible ones asking for what people really do want without any kind of humbug a penitential psalm as david would have written it if he had been reading herbert spencer a few little crows which i have to pick with various people the scylla of atheism and the cherubdis of christianity the battle of the prigs and blackguards that good may come the marriage of inconvenience the judicious separation fooling around higgledy-piggledy the diseases and ordinary causes of mortality among friendships the finding a lot of old photographs at herculaneum or thebes and should they turn out to be of no interest on the points of resemblance and difference between the dropping off of leaves from a tree and the dropping off of guests from a dinner or a concert the sense of touch an essay showing that all the senses resolve themselves ultimately into a sense of touch and that eating is touch carried to the bitter end so there is but one sense touch and the amoeba has it when i look upon the foraminifera i look upon myself the china shepherdess with lamb on public-house chimney-pieces in england as against a virgin with child in italy for a medical pamphlet kant as a means of prolonging life for an art book the complete pot-boiler or what to paint and how to paint it with illustrations reproduced from contemporary exhibitions and explanatory notes for a picture st francis preaching to silenus for angelico and rubens might collaborate to produce this picture the happy mistress fifteen mistresses apply for three cooks and the mistress who thought herself nobody is chosen by the beautiful and accomplished cook the complete drunkard 
he would not give money to sober people he said they would only eat it and send their children to school with it the contented porpoise i knew it was to be stuffed and set up in a glass case after death and looked forward to this as to a life of endless happiness the flying balance the ghost of an old cashier haunts a ledger so that the books always refuse the balance by the sum of say one fifteen eleven pound no matter how many accountants are called in year after year the same error always turns up sometimes they think they have it right and it turns out there was a mistake so the old error reappears at last the son and heir is born and at some festivities the old cashier's name is mentioned with honour this lays his ghost next morning the books are found correct and remain so a dialogue between isaac and ishmael on the night that isaac came down from the mountain with his father the rebellious ishmael tries to stir up isaac and that good young man explains the righteousness of the transaction without much effect bad habits on the dropping them gradually as one leaves off requiring them on the evolution principle a story about a free-thinking father who has an illegitimate son which he considers the proper thing he finds the son taking to immoral ways for example he turns christian becomes a clergyman and insists on marrying for a ballad two sets of rooms and some almshouses at cobham near gravesend have an inscription stating that they belong to the hundred of who and the isle of grain these words would make a lovely refrain for a ballad a story about a man who suffered from atrophy of the purse or atrophy of the opinions but whatever the disease some plausible latin or imitation latin name must be found for it and also some cure a fairy story modelled on the ugly duckling of hans andersen about a bumptious boy whom all the nice boys hated he finds out that he was really at last caressed by the huxleys and tyndalls as one of themselves a collection of the letters of people who have committed suicide and also of people who only threaten to do so the first may be got abundantly from reports of coroner's inquests the second would be harder to come by the structure and comparative anatomy of fads fancies and theories showing moreover that men and women exist only as the organs and tools of the ideas that dominate them it is the fad that is alone living an astronomical speculation each fixed star has a separate god whose body is his own particular solar system and these gods know each other move about among each other as we do laugh at each other and criticize one another's work write some of their discourses with and about one another imaginary worlds a world exactly to the minutest detail a duplicate of our own but as we shall be five hundred or from that to twenty thousand years hence let there be also another world a duplicate of what we were five hundred to twenty thousand years ago there should be many worlds of each kind at different dates behind us and ahead of us i send a visitor from a world ahead of us to a world behind us after which he comes to us and so we learn what happened in the homeric age my visitor will not tell me what has happened in his own world since the time corresponding to the present moment in our world because the knowledge of the future would be not only fatal to ourselves but would upset the similarity between the two worlds so they would be no longer able to refer to us for information on any point of history from the moment of the introduction of the disturbing element when they are in doubt about a point in their past history that we have not yet reached they make preparation and forecast its occurrence in our world as we foretell eclipses and transits of venus and all their most accomplished historians investigate it but if the conditions for observations have been unfavourable 
or if they postpone consideration of the point till the time of its happening here has gone by then they must wait for many years till the same combination occurs in some other world thus they say the next beheading of king charles i will be in ald b x two three one c slash d or whatever the name of the star may be on such and such day of such and such a year and it will not be another in the lifetime of any man now living or there will in such and such a star as the case may be communication with a world twenty thousand years ahead of us might ruin the human race as effectually as if we had fallen into the sun it would be too wide across the people in my supposed world know this and if for any reason they want to kill civilization stuff it and put it into a museum they tell it something that is too much ahead of its other ideas something that travels faster than thought thus setting an avalanche of new ideas tumbling in upon it and utterly destroying everything sometimes they merely introduce a little poisonous microbe of thought which the cells in the world where it is introduced do not know how to deal with some such trifle as that two and two make seven or that you can weigh time in scales by the pound a single such microbe of knowledge placed in the brain of a fitting subject would breed like wildfire and kill all that came in contact with it and so on an idyll i knew a south italian of the old greek blood whose sister told him when he was a boy that he had eyes like a cow raging with despair and grief he haunted the fountains and looked into the mirror of their waters are my eyes he asked himself with horror are they really like the eyes of a cow alas he was compelled to answer they are only too sadly sadly like them and he asked those of his playmates whom he knew best and trusted whether it was indeed true that his eyes were like the eyes of a cow but he got no comfort from any of them for they one and all laughed at him and said that they were not only like but very like then grief consumed his soul and he could eat no food till one day the loveliest girl in the place said to him gaetano my grandmother is ill and cannot get her firewood come with me to the bosco this evening and help me to bring her a load or two will you and he said he would go so when the sun was well down and the cool night air was sauntering under the chestnuts the pair sat together cheek to cheek and with their arms round each other's waists oh gaetano she exclaimed i do love you so very dearly when you look at me your eyes are like they are like the eyes here she faltered a little the eyes of a cow thenceforward he cared not and so on a divorce novelette the hero and heroine are engaged against their wishes they like one another very well but each is in love with someone else nevertheless under an uncle's will they forfeit large property unless they marry one another so they get married making no secret to one another that they dislike it very much on the evening of their wedding day they broach the subject that has long been nearest to their hearts the possibility of being divorced they discuss it cheerfully but the obstacles seem insuperable nevertheless they agree that faint heart never yet got rid of fair lady none but the brave exclaimed the husband deserve to lose the fair and they plight their most solemn vows that they will henceforth live but for the object of getting divorced from one another but the course of true divorce never did run smooth and the plot turns upon the difficulties that meet them and how they try to overcome them at one time they seem almost certain of success but the cup is dashed from their lips and is farther off than ever at last an opportunity occurs in an unlooked-for manner they are divorced and live happily apart ever afterwards the moral painter a tale of double personality once upon a time there was a painter who divided his lives into two halves 
in the one half he painted pot-boilers for the market setting every consideration aside except that of doing for his master the public something for which he could get paid the money on which he lived he was great at floods and never looked at nature except in order to see what would make most show with least expense on the whole he found nothing so cheap to make and easy to sell as veiled heads the other half of his time he studied and painted with the sincerity of giovanni bellini rembrandt holbein or de hoge he was then his own master and thought only of doing his work as well as he could regardless of whether it would bring him anything but death and abuse or not he gave his best without receiving so much as thanks he avoided the temptation of telling either half about the other two writers one left little or nothing about himself and the world complained that it was puzzled another mindful of this left copious details about himself whereon the world said there was even more puzzled about him than about the man who had left nothing till presently it found out that it was also bored and troubled itself no more about either the archbishop of heligoland the archbishop of heligoland believes his faith and it makes him so unhappy that he finds it impossible to advise any one to accept it he summons the devil makes a compact with him and is relieved by being made to see that there was nothing in it whereon he is very good and happy and leads a most beneficent life but is haunted by the thought that on his death the devil will claim his bond the terror grows greater and greater and he determines to see the devil again the upshot of it all is that the devil turns out to have been christ who has a dual life and appears sometimes as christ and sometimes as the devil end of section nineteen recording by phone